Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. These are all saved people. They're all going to heaven, but they're clueless as to what to do with their life. They just look out and go like, wow, what should we do next? Well, I don't really know. What should we do next? Well, there's heaven out there. We're, we're going to get, yeah, good. What about between now and then? I don't really know. And the reason they don't know is because they're not talking to God. What does your salvation mean to you? Is it fire insurance? Do you think it matters whether or not you pursue God beyond your salvation experience? If you don't know the answers to these questions, you need to listen to today's teaching. Pastor Mark will be sharing from the Apostle Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. Paul was trying to encourage the Philippian believers to deepen their relationship with Jesus and was sending them instructions on how to do so. The information he shared with them totally applies to us, too. If you want to know Jesus better, Pastor Mark will be teaching us how to do that. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching, and we'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 3 of his message, Pursuing God's Purposes for Me Today. No, 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 no. More, more, more. Well, I have to balance that with the mind of God. And then last, of course, to minister, to share the gospel, to touch people's hearts, to go to the homeless, to do all of those things, to go on the mission trips today. All of our, so many people this summer are on mission trips all over the world. Why? For one very important reason. As we travel this path, we understand that that is the very path Paul is pursuing. And he just says this. Forget the past. Stretch for it. It's going to be difficult. Keep the big man. Keep that window in front of you. Good stuff's happening out there. Don't get sidetracked with the stuff in the past. And by the way, as you do this, have a realistic understanding. You'll never be perfect, but just keep moving on. Call number three. God's call to service. You see, as I'm growing... To be more like Christ, much of that lifestyle and the growth comes from me serving other people. Serving other people. In Ephesians, just write this verse down, Ephesians 2.10. God said, before you were born, he equipped you to do many good things. Let me read it to you. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared... In advance for us to do. Now look at me. Before you were born, God called you to serve him. 
When Jesus stepped on the scene, the very first thing he said early on was this. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve you. See, that goes right against my nature. Serve me. Serve me. Serve me. Serve me. You know, we used to, how many remember, this This will date you. How many remember when you pulled into a gas station, they came right out and served you? How many remember? Now for four bucks, they ought to come out and wax your car. But they don't. So what do we have today? Self-service. I got to get out and do it myself. I don't like that. I want people to serve me. Well, Jesus said, wait a minute. I didn't come for you to serve me. I came to serve you. And that's what our, our Christian experience is all about. You see, when that happens, that's that third call. It never stops. God has a plan and a purpose for us. It's integrated into a larger scope that he's doing in all the world. He loves the world. Lost people matter to him. And since everybody's going to spend eternity in heaven with him or without him, he's chosen you. And he's chosen me to carry out this work. We're going to talk about that in detail. But I want you to understand this next principle. I want you to write this down because it'll be causing you to think as we get to this. God first works in us so he can work through us. That was the whole purpose of Jesus having disciples for three years. He wanted to make them like him, character, heart, think that way, so they could then minister. So the first steps really in our life is inward. It's changing who I am so I can be that minister, that servant for God. As I said, we'll unpack that. Now, here's why. Paul says, I'm working toward the prize. The prize is heaven. Now, when I arrive in heaven, I'm going to get there because God's grace. But there is going to be a judgment. We're going to talk about that. And when I get there, I'm going to respond to God for my service. Not for my salvation. That's a gift. I'm going to respond to God for my service and my sanctification. Did I keep growing? Was it put on hold? Did I ever serve anyone? Or did I just want everybody to serve me? And every gift that you have, everything that God has given you, he's already equipped you before you were born. It says he already chose good things for us to do. I'm going to be responsible for that. So you want to know what that is and how that attitude works. And we're going to talk to you about that. So you won't be surprised when we get there. Now, I want to put three things up. Don't copy them. Just look at these. We already covered the first. God's purposes come from God's call. My purpose in life is not for me setting the pace. When I came to Jesus Christ, I became his. He lives in me. Everything I have is his. So he sets the pace. Number two, God's call comes from God's voice. God speaks to us. And number three, God's voice comes primarily from his written word. Most of the truth that's coming to you this morning through my mouth is from God's word. He's literally speaking to you. He's speaking to me. And that's the way we do life. So as you understand that, one of the questions that's going to come to your mind, I know, is this. Well, Pastor Mark, how often does God call me? Should I expect it often in my life? And if I do, how is it going to come and what does that look like? I want to show you a picture and I'll explain what it's about. This is a hotel in Singapore. This is like on the 
74th floor or something. I don't even know how high it is. But this is an actual pool. I've been there. And if you go to the edge, they're on the edge of the pool. It's a zero-edge pool. If you look right over that edge, it's like 50 or 70 stories straight down. How many like to swim in that sucker right now? How many go, you wouldn't even get me in the pool? Let's see your hand. Hallelujah. I hate heights. But I want to give this as two illustrations. First, let's say these are all non-believers. In front of them is life. Without God, they're clueless. They see the path in front of them, but they have no way to understand purpose and meaning. Without God, man is clueless. He will never find purpose in me. It looks vast. It looks like, wow, the whole world's in front of us. But every road is dead end. Again, if that's you this morning, there'll be an opportunity for you to change that. Now, let's wipe all that out as an illustration. And let's call these Christ followers. That's all of us. This is a picture, by and large, let me say it kindly, of the Christian church today. These are all saved people. They're all going to heaven, but they're clueless as to what to do with their life. They just look out and go like, wow, what should we do next? Well, I don't really know. What should we do next? Well, there's heaven out there. We're going to get, yeah, good. What about between now and then? I don't really know. And the reason they don't know is because they're not talking to God. So how often do I need to hear God speak to me? Every single day. How do I know that? Let me prove it to you. Pastor Mark, can you prove it? Glad you asked. Yes, I can. From God's word. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. You see, our life with God was not designed to be a single call from God. Hey God, I'm a Christian. Thanks. I'll see you in heaven. No, that call is essential. But notice, notice this, the steps. We take many, many steps. So in my life, every single day I need to be hearing God because he aligns purposes. Notice the statement. You don't need to write it down. But it should start burning in your heart. Every Christ follower needs to hear God's call, voice, daily. If not, we do our own things. And our own things always end up dead ends. Frustrated. The ways of God are not the ways of man. I must be in contact with God. Now turn to John 10:27 and I think it will be clear to you. John 10:27. You see God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to me. And he gave us the Bible to show us how to hear him in all the different things of life. I need direction. In the Bible, God uses people very often. He categorizes them as sheep. And God is our shepherd. So look what verse 27 says. My sheep 
listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Listen and follow are in the present tense. What God is saying is, I'm speaking to my sheep all the time. They need to listen to me and then obey me, follow me. God speaks to us usually, we'll learn all this next week, through through the living word of God. In fact, God is calling all of us to listen right now and listen up. Sometimes then he speaks to us through a still small voice. Over the last few days, God's been speaking to me as an impression. I can't turn to Proverbs 24 and it says, Pastor Mark, on the weekend of the 24th, you speak on hearing from God. Oh, wow, fantastic. I wish it was like that, but it isn't. It's impressions that God gives us. So it's an ongoing call. It, 19 years ago, when God called us to come to Melbourne, if that was the last time I heard God call, there'd be nobody in this building. I have to hear God every single day, and so do you. I'm not special. I'm just exactly like you. So we'll learn this principle. Expect God to speak, and expect God to speak through his word. Expect it. And I want you to begin kind of practicing it. Because when we read the word of God, when you hear the word of God this morning, we hear what he knows, we hear what he feels, we hear what he wants, we hear what he enjoys, we hear his desires, his love, and his hates. I can actually have the mind of Christ. But there's something important. As you've heard me speak this morning, God spoke to you. He is speaking to you right now. But that's not enough. I do want you to write this down. Next. Reading is not enough. We must learn to listen and then obey. See, reading, listening doesn't do any good unless I'm really listening. Any of you married? Could I see your hands? Okay. Any of you have any trouble in your marriages because, well, one spouse said was talking and you said you were listening, but you were not listening. Anybody? How many million times? Just raise that. I see guys raising their hands like twice. If you had seven hands, you'd raise them. The wife's talking because they've got that 50,000 words. Here we go. And the guy's going, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read your story. It's so important. Many of you here think that you're listening, but you're not really listening. This is a true story. Franklin Roosevelt, who often endured long receiving lines at the White House. He'd hold a party and people were invited. They'd come. He complained to his wife that no one really paid any attention to what he said. So one day during a reception, true story, Franklin Roosevelt decided to try an experiment. To every person that came through the line, all they were interested in was shaking his hand, going, wow, president. Every person that came through the line, he murmured, enough for them to understand, he said this, I murdered my grandmother this morning. As these people walked through the lines, he recorded many of their responses. They said this, President, marvelous. Keep up the good work, sir. We're proud of you. God bless you, sir. God bless America. Every single person said, I murdered my grandmother. Well done, President. Hallelujah. Great. Good job in the White House. It wasn't until the end of the line... True story, while greeting the ambassador from Bolivia, that his words were actually heard. And the ambassador, when he heard these words from the president, this morning I murdered my grandmother, he whispered to Mr. President, I'm sure she had it coming to her. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. 
Out of all those people, only one was listening. Are you listening to me this morning? I'm speaking the words of God. Some of you are listening. You're listening for these words. You can close your Bible because I'm closing. That's why you'll never hear me say those words. In closing is a killer for a pastor. So I just land the plane and you have no clue I just landed it. Why? Because we don't listen. Life knocks all of us down. But what are we going to do about it? In a moment, I'm going to give you around six or seven statements. God is speaking to you. And when I mention the particular that I'm going to give, and it fits you, and it's you, I want you to get up. I want you to stand up. Say, Pastor Mark, no way I'm standing up in this place. I'll be three of us standing up. The rest of us looking at us. Let me give you an idea. If that was true, it doesn't matter. Because if God spoke to you, stand up. But I guarantee you this. At the end of my seven statements, everybody will be standing. So relax. But look at me. God's going to speak to you now. He's here. Let's be listening. You're here this morning, and life has knocked you down. Marriage, health, finances, relationships, work. And you're not sure you can get up, and you're discouraged without much hope. If that's you this morning, God says to you right now, get up. Would you stand? Now, what is God saying to us? Psalm 37, 24 says this, Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Do you understand? God says to you this morning, Take my hand, and we're going to start again. Be encouraged this morning. You can start again. Even though life has knocked you down, you can win your race because you're holding the hand of God. Remain standing. You're here this morning and you're living in the past with sins, regrets, hurts, and unforgiveness because people have hurt you. And you try to move forward, but you constantly are dwelling in the past. If that's you this morning, stand right now where you're at. Now, as you stand, you need to understand something. You're not listening to my voice. That's God speaking to you. What is God saying to you as you stood? He says, I'll help you forget the past. Let it go today. Let the past be the past. Get past the past and be free this morning. By the power of God. Number three. You're here. You're a Christ follower. But you've lost your passion. And zeal for God. And the things of God. As you look in your life. You've lost it. It isn't a passion for you anymore. Like it used to be. If that's you. Would you please stand. See I don't have to explain that to you. You know that's you. Just be honest enough to stand right where you're at. What is God saying to you this morning? 
Here's what he says. It comes from the word of God. God says this morning, I'm going to ask you to stir up your gift. This week, stir up the gift yourself. Think back to when God used you. And when coming to church was an excitement. And when God opened doors for you. Don't think of the cold time. Think of the time that you were hot for God. And God says for you today, be on fire for him. Make a difference in your world. You stir up the gift that he gave you. Number four, you're here, you're a Christ follower, and Satan has convinced you that you can't really hear God's voice anymore. You pray, you read, but you never hear God talking to you. If that's you this morning, stand up. Now, this is amazing to me because I didn't write these from me. These are God writing these to you. He knows that when I ask you to get up, you need to understand something. Right now you heard me, but you didn't hear me. You heard your God speaking to you. He will talk to you. In fact, he always has been. Don't believe Satan. You can hear God yourself. Be excited. Be listening. You've already heard him. Number five. You're here. You're a Christ follower. But to be very honest, you've been doing this thing called the Christian life with your own wisdom, your own strength, and your own ability. And you realize it's impossible. Is that you this morning? Please stand. God never designed us. It's impossible for us to do our life without being filled with the Holy Spirit. So what's he say to you that have stood here in Melbourne? Be filled with the Spirit today. You've acknowledged your need. God will provide for you. Quit trying to do it yourself and be filled with the Spirit. You're here this morning, number six. And you're not yet a believer in Jesus Christ. You've never asked him to come into your life. You might be very religious. Or maybe at one time you used to follow him, but you've fallen away. And as I talked about one dead end after another, it's you. And God is saying to you, he's placed a call to you right now. And he says this, if you want to be a Christian... If you want to follow me, if you want your sins forgiven, if you want to know that you can have peace and go to heaven, answer the phone. Because you're going to have to repent and believe, and your life starts. The call of God is to you. So if that's you this morning, you're an unbeliever, or you're backslidden, and you want to come to Christ, or want to come back to Christ, and you've heard the call, and you're ready to commit your life to Jesus Christ, would you just stand wherever you're at? That's it. And last... You're a Christ follower here, but you admit you have not arrived yet spiritually. Could you stand? How many people are standing? Everybody! That's honest, are standing. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us that God has a calling for all people, but only Christ followers can embark on this journey. We're called the sanctification and the service. We heard about the Apostle Paul's primary goal, which was to be like Jesus, think like Jesus, and minister like Jesus. As the Holy Spirit works in us, our goal will be to become like Jesus too. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up the teaching, Pursue God's Purposes for Me Today. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin a teaching called How to Listen to God. He will help us learn the importance of learning to listen to God. He'll then instruct us on how to listen to God. We'll rediscover the value God places in us and His desires for us to achieve as much as possible. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.